Hello, ladies and gentlemen, friends, family, folks. Welcome to Behind the Red Light, uh, another trip down the Nevada brothel system. Mm -hmm. um, today, we are here with our subject matter expert, as always, Jim. How are you this week? I'm wonderful. How are you this week? You know, still fighting the good fight. Ow, and, that's outstanding. You know, clearly this episode's getting out there, so it's going to be another interesting week. And, it, it should be. I'd be, uh, you know, safety is a is a very important topic. But before we get to our topic, yes, yes, we should know that we don't condone, endorse, endorse, advertise. Mm -mm, we're not doing any of these things, folks. Encourage. No, 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 no. Letting you know, we are here to let you know the 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 historical and entertainment ramifications of visiting a brothel. Absolutely, we are. Fiercely monogamous, mm -hmm. which kind of surprises some people. It does. Um, I know my wife would definitely not approve of me of visiting one of these fine establishments. No, she'd Men kill you. Yes, very much so. Yeah. For the uh, she would kill you dead. The 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 single and consensual couples who who decide to enter this. Yeah, we are not crapping on anybody's uh, uh, approach. If you are not, hey, that's on you. By all means, go enjoy yourself. This is just the way we live. Yes. Precisely. And uh, we have no pictures to show you, so that makes it even better for both of us. Well, well that's that's true. That's true. You can't get in trouble for looking at things you're not supposed to. And uh, Although, of course, you know, looking at the art is okay. You're just not allowed to take it off the wall and take it home, this is, so to speak. This is true. But yeah. today's topic is, is more interesting than not because we're going to... We're going to take a step back. We're going to get out of the pool for a minute and yes. dry off a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. the last two shows have been uh, uh, almost pornographic. Uh, well, I, we were talking about what was on the menu, which we is were. very, very important. But also what is very important is safety. Absolutely. And I believe we covered safety. We kind of glanced over it, if you will. Of where not to go as far as enjoying a legal experience well let's let's talk about this because there are when you say the term safety and you're referring to the sex industry this has oh boy this has a number of different roads that we could take here and let's start by saying that before anybody gets excited because you know there are people who do people who don't agree with the sex business one of the biggest arguments for the sex business is that safety is first. And I say that because in real life, more often than not, safety is third. Yeah. Uh, most people in their sex life, if they're being honest, have had random encounters with random people, did not use protection. There's a spider that's... Where? Oh! Yeah, we have an uninvited guest. Was, on the, yeah. We're recording live at this time, and a spider just descended from our uh, the roof of our recording studio. Isn't that wonderful? Ah, 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 ah. There. We don't have a spider guest anymore. So that spider was All not right. in a very, very safe environment. He was not in a safe place, <laughs> folks. And so what happened is he got sn smished. Which will happen if you're not being very safe in the sex industry. That's right. But go ahead. Where, 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 where? <laughs> Good Lord. How did we get to there? Anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, most people in their real life they don't uh, they don't think of safety. You know, they've had these random encounters with random people. They haven't used protection. How many tests do you think they've they've gotten? Uh, the over the average years? person has had zero. 
I'll use that number again. Has had zero. Yeah, try that it, one more time. Zero. There you Most go. Most people never get checked for STDs. So just as a as a quick uh, public service announcement, because I know a guy who's really good at public service announcements. Yeah. Go get checked. Get yourself it's checked, free. please. The, here's the other thing that people don't realize. Do you realize one in five people has herpes? Yeah. Twenty percent of the population has herpes. Now. Herpes is not a serious disease in the sense that unless somebody is actually symptomatic, they cannot give it to you. And there are drugs that they can take to hold back, you know, and prevent that transmission from happening, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, those drugs have side effects, such as that they they prevent birth control from working very well. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, so there are all these things that you have to think about. Now, I have lived my life at uh, 46 years of age, and I have never in my life, knock on wood, uh, had an STD of any kind. I'm completely free. But I also get an annual check when I go for my uh, my annual uh, physical. I always make sure that I tell the doctor, hey, uh, I want a complete battery run for sexually transmitted diseases. I wish to know. And, they, and at first, at first, my doctor gave me a look like, what? Why? And I said, well, I'd like to make sure I'm safe. And it was sort of a, okay, if you really want it. And, and you know, but the, now it's just something that the office knows that I, I demand every year. And, um, well, for me, it was mandatory. Well, yeah, because you're in the service. Yeah. When yeah. I was in the army, it was absolutely mandatory that we got checked for this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm out in the civilian world, still, even though I'm in a monogamous relationship, it's still important to get checked because you don't know if there's any underlying factors that the yeah. last te- test didn't uh, yeah. approve. Not only that, but you know when you go to the hospital. Well, and how many of those diseases can be contracted in other ways? Exactly. That's it, kind it, of where it's, I was it's getting not, at. That's, that's the thing that, a lot again, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand that you know, when they hear about gonorrhea or they hear about syphilis, they think about it affecting your genitals. Well, you can also get that locally in your throat, ladies. Hmm. I'll let you discover how you get that. And people wonder why I choose to use my own microphone as opposed to somebody else's. <laughs> I'm being serious. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> it is. There, there you go. I mean, those things are transmissible uh, that way. And then, you know, of course, then if you've got it orally, you could transmit that through kissing. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a sexual encounter. Uh, and that could be, for again, for any number of things. Um, you could have, let's, you know, let's say you and a partner were engaging in oral intimacy and then, you know, as a result, you, you contracted genital herpes on your mouth, which can happen. And then you transmit that to somebody else. Now they test positive for genital herpes thinking that you. You know, Jesus, you know, it just goes all sorts of ways. So the first thing about safety to keep in mind well, is the, testing. And, and, and before we go into the huge testing, well, actually, no, it's the same tub subject as testing. You might have had something that was questionable mm-hmm. or did something that was questionable mm-hmm. and you went and got tested mm-hmm. almost immediately and it came up negative. Congratulations. But but you didn't give enough time between the event and the test and you should probably go and get retested, even though the initial gave you that false sense of security. Yeah, yeah, that's that's especially true for HIV. 
extremely which, true. Which is terrifying, <laughs> but for it's true. HIV, but that's so, just the world we live in. Yeah. So, so go ahead. So the first thing about safety that we want to mention is, of course, the whole STD issue. Now, I will tell you that in the legal brothel system, the girls are tested weekly. They're tested weekly for a whole battery of things to make sure that they're safe and that they're not going to uh, give you anything. They know that their customers are not necessarily tested. So when a customer comes in uh, and a, an agreement is made, he or she will be subject to a genital inspection or what we colloquially call a dick check where you the customer will drop their pants and under a bright light, their genitals will be inspected by the girls who are trained on what to look for as obvious signs of disease, disorder, or contamination of some kind. And if they see something that shouldn't be there, that party ain't going to happen. They're not going to take your money. The deal is off. So you if know? you go in there with leaky penis, guess what's not going to happen? There you go. So, <laughs> you know, the thing, bottom line, the thing to take from this is get yourself tested, people. Don't, especially if you are not in a monogamous relationship, you should be getting yourself tested at least annually to make sure that you're clean and everything's cool. And uh, why it is not part of an annual physical just automatically, I do not know, but it should be. Well, you mentioned a very, very important point here on how the customer isn't necessarily tested. Correct. Which means there might be a couple of customers thinking, okay, I know I have this debilitating disease that's living with me. I can't sleep with anybody else. Hey, let me go pay for it so I can get my gratification, not realizing you're also putting somebody else's life at risk. And I think that would be especially true by the way you're wording it. I think you're thinking of somebody with AIDS or yeah. HIV. Um I, oh man, you know, I hate to say this, but there have been stories over the years, I'm sure that many of us have heard of people who have HIV using it as a weapon. Um, so yeah, you, you know, you do need to be concerned and that's why the girls are extra careful and they're, they're watching out and everything else. Now we should say some cases. We're not saying that no, everybody no, does certainly it. We're not. not demonizing No, anybody. absolutely not. And certainly that is a, a very, very small minority of individuals who are ill uh, that would even think about doing something that horrible. But uh, again, it's a fear that a lot of people have. And that's one of the reasons why the legal system uses such discipline in making sure that and we should note that there hasn't been an std in a nevada brothel in oh my god i think 60 70 years so there you go so yeah and and keep in mind that condoms weren't mandatory until 1983 so the 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 women are are, are, are taken care of yeah very much so and um you know that leads to the other way of safety which is during the party itself yeah. and this takes multiple forms in addition to the fact that you will be using condoms for everything, there is there is no such thing as you know you going unprotected. Ladies, if you're thinking you're getting off easy and you're not going to have to use anything, you're wrong. There's a thing called a dental dam, um, or there are other options available these days that place latex between one woman's vagina and another to prevent anything from transmitting or or again oral against. That's what the dental dam is for. Um, and pleasure can be derived in both directions without the necessary need for exchange of bodily fluids. 
So that's what the these uh, these things prevent. Um, and then there is um, there's the other aspect of safety, which is what happens if a customer is doing something stupid. Oh, the knucklehead theory. Yeah, All the right, let's, chuckleheads. let's talk. Let's talk about these now, knuckleheads. Now, if you are an individual who's listening to this podcast and thinking, I could go out there and get away with murder. This would be the dumbest thing that you could possibly do. You know what? And in this this case, both Jim and I encourage this activity. No, no, you we know don't. What? Go out there no. and just be a total no. idiot. This is because you want to laugh at them. Absolutely. Well, yes. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do this because I don't want anyone to get hurt. But, well, well um, yeah, because what's, what, what, I have uh, friends that are out there, dude. I, I don't I, want anyone to get hurt. I, I well, I know what's going to happen. Said individual, he's going to get crushed, and then he's going to end up like looking behind bars. And well, he is because you know, the first thing to understand is because it's legal uh the houses have the full support of law enforcement behind them and uh if you are doing anything that you shouldn't be doing law enforcement is going to get called you are going to get put in handcuffs and you're going to be removed it's just, it's just that simple heaven forbid you do something within the party where the girl is in any danger where she has to hit in every room there is there are several as i understand it emergency buttons yes tell us about the panic button so the panic button exists in these rooms because uh if a woman gets in trouble if one of the girls is in trouble she can signal outside for help and these doors do not lock in these brothels so there is no way that the guy could walk in and lock the door thinking ah ha ha i have her no you don't and i i believe me if that buzzer goes off and there are 24 women in that house and four security people and a madam and a shift manager. You can guarantee that every last one of them is headed to that door. They're going to come in and security is going to physically remove you. And if you're naked at the time, they don't care. That, amazing, that, that I, right there is great. I, uh, there, there have been... I have never been present when this has happened, um, but I do know that it has very rare occasions. It is not the norm in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but occasionally someone gets drunk, does something stupid, the panic alarm gets hit, and um, I remember asking about that one time, and a girl said to me, you know, security is the least of their worries because you have to imagine all of these women, 20 women rushing into the room holding a stiletto in their hands. Fun times. Yeah. It's nothing yeah, like it's, having a mini pickaxe. It's not, <laughs> it's not gonna end well for that guy at all. You're gonna get you're gonna get the crap kicked out of you. And deserve it. And you know, absolutely deserve it. Now, when security removes this person, they just set them outside the house or they set them inside a police car? That would depend on the situation. That would depend on the situation. Um, if the guy has assaulted her in any way oh he's getting placed somewhere waiting for the police to arrive and believe me it's not going to take long for them to get there they're going to get there and uh, they are going to place him in custody and he's going to jail um i've heard stories of guys making a nuisance of themselves in the bar and they get forced out of the bar and the police show up and you know somebody got drunk they weren't even in a party and they got themselves in trouble you know it happens um if you know, and, and it's not just safety from from customers. You know, sometimes, occasionally, some pimp thinks he's going to do something stupid, 
and walk into a brothel and pick up some girls. Well, he doesn't get met with a whole lot of uh, positivity from the house, believe me. And so he gets removed. Or you know, there are certain things that happen. A lot of safety procedures are in place to make sure that the girls are well, well protected from any danger that could possibly come their way. Including, if it's time for them to leave, there is somebody there to escort them off the property. There is somebody there to make sure they get to their cars safely or to the transportation safely that has shown up to, to take them back to, to uh, Vegas or wherever uh, to make sure that they get there safe and sound. I mean, it is, it is they t the brothel takes that part of their job very, very seriously because the girls are their, their commodity and they have to make sure that they're safe and ready to work and feel comfortable working. One thing that, Okay, we, we, we covered this. I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios mm -hmm. uh, real quick. Uh, the first one I want to give you is what if it turns out that one of the girls is acting in an unsafe matter? In oh, a party? boy. Well, Has that ever happened? Um, not unsafely in a party, so to speak. I have heard, I remember a report of a girl that collapsed in a party. Okay. Uh, it was something medical or whatever. And the guy, I mean, he immediately, to his credit, uh, picked up the phone because there's a phone in every room. And, you know, the office picked up and he said, you know, this has happened or whatever. And, of course, they got there right away and got an ambulance and she was fine. Uh, that has happened. I've never heard of a woman doing anything, a girl doing anything unsafe in a party where a customer was hurt or harmed or injured or anything of the sort. Um, not to say that it never happened. I just never heard of it. Um, I have heard of, and again, this is a darker side of the business, but it is the sex business. And there is a certain amount, there's a certain number of women that end up attracted to the business because it's quick money and they need quick money because they're an addict. Now, again, this represents a minority of women that are in the business but I would be lying if I said it didn't take place. Now, you have to imagine these girls are locked up for two weeks. So a lot of times, depending on the type of addict they are, they need their stuff. And so they will try and sneak it in or hide it in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I remember a story that um, one of the madams told me that when they were constructing a new house, one of the things they did was the carpet... They went with industrial carpet that was glued down to the cement without padding. And the reason that they did that was because if you put in conventional carpet, one of the ways the girls try to hide their drugs is by creating a small cut in the carpet and hiding it underneath where the padding would be and so that you don't see it or don't notice it or whatever. So by doing it this way, you eliminated that possibility. Um so I have heard of one of the other medical things I heard was a girl that, you know, she got in, a customer brought in drugs and did not tell her what was in it. And she had a reaction to it. And when people came, she hit the panic button, as I remember correctly. And as they came rushing into the room, they kept saying, what did you give her? What did you give her? And he tried to take off. And of course, security, he didn't get very far. Security had him in custody. He went to jail. She went to the hospital, and fortunately, she was okay. Well, but, 
There's a question for you. What substances are you allowed to bring to the back room? Are you allowed to bring alcohol with you? So can you bring? You can bring alcohol so long as you bought it at the bar. You're not going to bring in a bottle from outside. They don't know what the hell is in it. Well, you yeah. Know, again, it's things like that. Or, uh, as you know, I, I have a little kit that I carry with me that I I like to call my trick kit. Yeah. Uh, in reference to the fact that guys that are customers of prostitutes are often called tricks. Um, now, that's usually a negative term, but I'm saying it about myself, so I'm allowed. There but, you go. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but within that kit, I have a full toiletry kit, you know, because the girls generally like you to shower before you before you're going to have a party or whatever. And I like taking my own stuff. So I have that and I have some condoms and I have this and I have that. Um, and uh, security will always check that. They will check it to make sure I don't have anything in there that could be dangerous like, or anything to the girls. Or any special powder or right, something that's, right. that's green that and makes it, cookies taste good. Yeah, anything in there that could possibly be a danger or a risk to the house and the girls, security is going to look over that bag. Uh, and and I've never obviously I never had a problem with them looking at it because I don't have anything in there that I'm afraid of. So leave your illicit substances at home. Yeah, kids. that's a that's a very dangerous thing, and the houses won't risk it. They're immediately gonna they're not it's not gonna be a uh, well okay the girl didn't touch it so out of sight out of mind and you just need to get out of here. Nope, they're calling the police. Yeah, because their license is at risk. So you can guarantee if they catch you, you are going to jail. There isn't going to be any paying your way out of it. There's not going to be any, oh, come on, just, you know, it's not like anybody touched it or anything. Eh, wrong, you're going to jail. So don't don't be stupid. And, you know, this is this has happened quite, uh, an incident like this happened quite... Um, um, recently? I don't want to say recently, but it certainly uh, was in the news media when Lamar Odom OD'd at the Love Ranch. Hmm. Uh, so you're know, a very famous man doing something very, very stupid at a brothel. Uh, you know, they had to call the ambulance and this and that and the other and blah, blah, blah. And it was a big deal. Uh, I'm sure we'll go into that incident a lot more when we talk about uh, uh, Dennis Hoff. But obviously, again, these things do happen. They're rarities, but they do occur. Uh, but that house, you know, they didn't check his bag because he was a very special VIP. And they thought, well... He's not going to do anything foolish, and there it cost him. Okay, that and, and there you go. We we talked about unsafe women. We talked about getting illicit substances through the door of a brothel. Now let's say that there's Johnny, whatever his mm -hmm. name is, Johnny mm -hmm. Drunkhead. Let's yeah. call him Johnny Drunkhead. Oh, yeah. And he just showed up to the bar, uh -huh. and he's been pounding whiskey and beer and having himself a good old time. Sure. Now comes time he wants to get a. He wants to have a party. He well, wants to get a little excited. Okay, so first of all, let's let's keep in mind that just like any other bar in America, they're not allowed to serve somebody past the point of them being blotto. You know what I mean? So uh, the bartenders will cut you off. Okay. They don't give a damn that you're there to party or not. It's They still have a job to do. They're still a licensed bar. They can't. They can't be doing stupid things like that and serving you over the legal limit. And believe me, the girls don't want them doing that because they don't want, want what is known as whiskey dick to happen, which, of course, I think most men know about, which is if you drink too, a little bit too much, sometimes it becomes a challenge, if not impossible, to uh, 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 raise the mainsail. Yeah, that's well, a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, and uh, so these women, they don't want to bother with this. This is going to be twice the amount of work. For to be with some kind of drunk imbecile, 
So that's not going to work, you know. And when the guy gets to that point, if he gets to that point, now he's cut off, right? Now he's belligerent because he's been cut off, and now he wants to go back and party. I would suggest that in nine times out of ten in that case, he's going to get price walked. They're going to go back, and she's going to set that price so damn high that he can't afford it, and they're going to get him out of there. They're probably going to put him in a cab, or they're going to give him a nice big glass of water to, to take down before they let him leave. But uh, certainly, he's probably not going to get a party. Because even if he is able to pay for it, the chances are he's not going to be able to perform. Um, and if he's that belligerent, none of the girls want to bother with him. I, and I will tell you that, that that type of thing qualifies for a lot of different things. A lot of men go out there that they say something stupid because it's something that they would say normally in their normal day-to-day -day life and not think much about it because it wouldn't impact their success but in this environment it will for instance i've seen good looking guys go in there and they'll say something like well you know i don't really have to pay for it if i wouldn't want to well that's the dumbest thing you could have said because what you have basically said is that i don't have to be here with you women that's what she heard do you really think this is going to be a uh, he thinks by making it known that i can get lady elsewhere oh well she's going to have to lower the price wrong she's gonna raise that price and tell you to get lost because you're in a place of business and yeah. she's there to make money not yeah. here how you can get a better deal somewhere else yeah yeah and, then, and and on top of that insult her in the process that was stupid but i've seen guys do it and then you know and i've seen that same guy then try to put his arm around the girl in the bar like five seconds later and he'll go oh, i don't think so <laughs> and just sort of duck out from underneath that arm and this guy looked at he looked at her and then she walked off and he looked at me and he said did you see that shit and I remember I looked at him and I said, maybe you shouldn't have been an asshole. <laughs> and I walked away from him. And I mean, this guy, and I could, I, he, had, he had a shirt on. He was a bail bondsman. This guy was, I mean, this guy, he won at the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, and when I said that to him, he couldn't even believe that I would have said that to him. He, then he was twice as offended. He left. Good. He he left the bar. He was he was he was not uh, he was not a happy guy. You tapped it. You you hit his ego. I I guess he was well, trying to go there for a boost in ego. And I'm not entirely sure why he walked into the in in the building, but he had an attitude that was such that you weren't going to get anywhere like that. You know, you just you just weren't. Now maybe maybe this type of cavalier bullshit works on, you know, vanilla women in a vanilla bar somewhere. But this isn't going to work on the girls in the house at all. And that's the other thing. Men need to keep in mind, these women are business women. Mm -hmm. They're there to make money. They're not there to find a partner. So they don't give a shit whether you are this, you know, wow, he's, he's extra. St that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You're going to get more results by saying, hey, I got money to spend. It's that simple because that's what they're there to do. They're there to make money. They're not there to find a husband. No. You know? So, Yeah. Uh, that's uh, then, although it's not really an issue of safety per se. Yeah, the the drunk guys generally don't get very far because it's just easier to rule them out because it's going to be a problem. Well, and and that's that's it's preventative maintenance right. at this time at right. this point. It's preventative safety because you know you see that drunken idiot that's sitting at the bar mm -hmm. and you don't know what uh, what's on his mind. Right. Or the guy who thinks that you know he's bigger than. You know, the next guy who's sitting next to him. I remember I was I was going to party with a girl one night, and we were sitting in the bar beforehand, just, you know, sort of catching up and having something to eat. 
And I remember I ordered a second drink, and she, no, 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 don't do that. I don't want you to get whiskey, Dick. So the, the girls, if they're if they're ready for this party, they're not they're not even going to let you drink any more than they want you to. Because you can have that when you're done. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll worry about that later. Let's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they want it to be a good experience, so that you say you had a good experience. You know, oh, the word of mouth. Very much so. I don't know if it's so much that way now, but there was a period of time when I first started doing this where message boards and communicating with other um, with other customers was a big deal. And so girls having good reviews posted about them benefited them dramatically. And speaking about message boards and getting good reviews, Jim's going to tell us on how you can assist us in those things. Jim? Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, if you would like to... Uh, uh, be a part of this show a little bit, whether it be to ask us questions or to, you know, to post on social media about how awesome we are or whatever you can <laughs> sure do that. Yeah, absolutely. You could do that by uh, becoming part of our community on the book of faces. You can go on Facebook there and you can look for behind the red light and please like our page. If you've got questions, you can send us a question uh, we'll be sure to answer it on the show. But if you're concerned about, you know, your identity or whatever, not that we would ever share anybody's identity on this show. We never, ever, ever would. But if you're concerned about that, that's okay because we have an alternate way you could contact us with questions. Don't we, Larry? Yes, we do. If you want to go ahead and get on the emails and type in behind the red light 702 at gmail.com. That is behind the red light mm-hmm. 702 at gmail.com. You can send us a question anonymously. You can. We have no issue reading your question. We will take your question, read it on air, and make sure that it is in the most discreet manner. We won't tell anybody what your name is. You don't even have to tell us what your name is. We won't Mm -hmm. read your email address online, nothing, know how, if you're just a little curious about what's going on, but don't want anybody to know that you're asking this question. Send it to us at behind the red light seven o two at gmail dot com. Yeah, and you know the bottom line, the 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 in closing about safety at a Nevada brothel is this: I have never, ever, ever, not one time, ever felt like I was in any danger or any risk or anything else being in any of the houses I was ever in in Nevada. If anything, if nothing else, I always felt that I was comfortable. I was in a safe place. I was in a place where I could live whatever fantasy I wanted to live in privacy and have a really, really, really good time doing it. And that's why I've been a customer there for 20 years. And there you go. And that's our, uh, that's our show today is trying to keep you safe, I guess is the best way to put it. Definitely. Um, I have nowhere else to go on this, and like we said before well, last well, week, we, we we could we could go into the into the you know outside of of the the brothel system how safe it would be, but we'll do that on another time. Yes, perhaps. yes, we will. Um, and again, we still need to work on our endings. Um, well, you know. But anyway, I'm Larry. That's Jim. Say goodbye to the good people, Jim. Goodbye, good people. We'll see you next time. <laughs>